Hi, everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. My name is Peggy Ployer. I am the host of this weekly broadcast called Empowering Homeschool Conversations, as well as the founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, which is the nonprofit organization that um, sponsors this weekly broadcast. So I'm just so thankful that you are joining us today. And um, we're excited because um, we've been talking this month about using technology but in a, maybe a different way than you probably think about using technology in a home education setting, um, kind of how to to put the brakes on. We've talked about, about that, maybe some low tech um, that you may not even consider technology. Um, we talked about that already. We talked about how to use technology to, to get your kids uh, more motivated to learn, not just by putting them in front of that, but actually involving it in a conversation that was last week's. And this week, we're going to talk about showcasing your students' work um, through digital means. And so I, my guest today is Nichelle Nelson. Thank you so much, Nichelle, for joining us. I'm super excited about this conversation and all you have to share. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. This um, this is an ongoing conversation that we we have an hour a week. Um, and if you're popping on joining us either on Facebook or YouTube, we would love for you to to join this conversation by um, by putting your comments or questions in the feed. Um, so you can do that um, from our Facebook page or from our YouTube channel. And if you're listening afterwards, just know that um, you can check out our broadcast schedule for upcoming broadcasts and, um, and see if there's anything you want to be involved in that conversation with. And just carve out time in your schedule so you can join us because um, we would love for you to join us um, live and be part of this. That's why we do that. But we we also appreciate you joining us after these conversations too. So um, so yeah, I I would just love to dive into this topic, Nichelle, and um, and you know just kind of see where where our viewers have questions as we go along. But we. Um, I, we'd love to learn about you and your family, uh, a little bit about the business that you run and um, just your involvement in the homeschool community. That would be a great place to start. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so um, we are old time homeschoolers. We actually <laughs> started homeschooling back in 1993. Wow. Um, we were, uh, we are uh retired Air Force family. We were stationed mm. overseas. Um, homeschooling was, of course, very, very, uh, a new idea. Probably not yeah. to some, but definitely to me, definitely. Mm. Um, as African-American homeschoolers, we did not have any kind of role model or, or mm. you know, any, mm -hmm. anyone who had gone before us. And right. so um, my husband, after we had our, our first daughter, when we were mm -hmm. living in uh, the Azores, which is uh, oh, wow. off the coast of Portugal, mm -hmm. uh, we we knew then that uh, just through prayer that that she was not supposed to go to public school. Mm. At the time, we didn't know what homeschooling was. Yeah, uh, and so it <laughs> took we uh, when she was about eight months old, we moved to Germany, mm. and that's where we met our first homeschooler homeschool families um yeah we were impressed by uh the the close-knit family of mm. uh the homeschool families that we met we were very impressed by um some of the the young people 12 11 years old able to 
carry on these really intellectual conversations. Yeah. And so uh, we were hooked. We were sold. Mm. And so homeschooling became a part of our life. We continued to add children to our homeschool, uh, <laughs> ended up on the other side of the world in Okinawa, where we had a very wow. large homeschool support group. Mm. And um, as I said, it just became a part of our family. When my husband yeah. retired from the Air Force, we settled in Texas and uh, continued to homeschool here. So our children were essentially, I say that they were homeschooled from birth to Baylor. Uh, they all <laughs> chose to go to Baylor uh, so that they could have, so that they could all have like the same alma mater, the same, you know, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah, keeping um, it all in the family. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we have three Baylor graduates. And so um, just before the pandemic began, uh, my daughters and I uh, started talking about um, teaching uh, teaching online. Uh, hmm. It was it was new to us. We're, um, yeah. My husband is very tech savvy. I am not. Um, and so I had with the pandemic during this, during spring, that spring break where mm -hmm. everything moved online, I had to learn very quickly how mm. to utilize Google Classroom and uh, things yeah. like that. At the same time, I was going to graduate school. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> I just got my uh, uh, master's in education in multicultural studies. Mm. One of the classes that I took was about educational technology. And hmm. I remember at the very beginning of that class, I was I was just in tears. I was just mm. panicked because I did not think that I could learn mm. all of this stuff that she wanted us to learn. By the <laughs> end of the class, I was so hooked on educational technology that oh, I wow. actually e even considered getting another master's degree. And I was like so excited. Wow. Okay. Uh, so our business is Warp and Weft History. Yes. We offer that website up. homeschool uh, uh, history and government classes to homeschool teens. Uh, mm. My daughters know what it's like to be a homeschool teen. One mm -hmm. daughter is a uh, museum curator by trade. The other daughter is a political scientist. And mm. so, um, and, and my uh, degree is also in history. I'm actually getting ready to start another master's program wow. uh, in history mm -hmm. um, because that's what I wanted to do in the first place. The pandemic mm -hmm. kind of shifted my plans as it did right. for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So this is a, a passion of ours. This is a love of ours. And so we love being able to uh, in not just, not just teach teens, but get them excited about history. That's a great point. Yes. Yeah, that's so exciting. It's, it's such a needed um, field to, to be teaching. And I know a lot of like online classes are, are much more personal and passionate when kids are younger, but it tends to be that when they get into the high school, it's like, yeah, this is required. We're just going to dump you in here. You know, this is um, so, so thank you for, um, for just pouring your passions and your daughters too um, into a business that um, will just help the, that topic come alive. Cause it's so important. We want to learn from the lessons of the past so we don't repeat them. <laughs> Exactly. And we're, we're not good about doing that um, in typical education systems. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. 
So, oh, that's that's awesome. And um, we'll we'll repeat this website at the end, too. But it's warp and weft is um, Michelle and her daughter's um, website. So. So, yeah, that um, that's exciting, you know, to be able to just as a homeschool mom sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you homeschooled in many places all around the world. And I'm sure you didn't have a whole lot of resources. And so hopefully, parents, this gives you some hope out there. You have lots of resources and lots of communities you can dive into, um, even if it's just a couple people. Um, Michelle's a living testimony. <laughs> yes, I started homeschooling for Google. <laughs> yes, I did too. <laughs> and um, that's kind of scary. It's, yeah, there weren't a whole lot of books either right. for, especially with special needs. And, um, and so, so yes, it, it is possible. And we just want to encourage you in that if you're, you're on the fence. And um, so, yeah, what a great story. And, um, and also that you, you push past your fears into this technology realm, which is what we're talking about today. Um, and I don't know if you ever foresaw yourself talking about technology and encouraging parents to use it in their homeschool ever, ever <laughs> before that ever. class. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, you know, we're going to talk about showcasing student learning. What were some of the precursors that made you start um, wanting to showcase your students learning using digital means or even just showcasing it in general? In general. Um, so I wanted a way, you know, I, I follow, you know, all of these other different like uh, micro schools and, mm. and, uh, um, and, and one thing that kept coming up was like project-based based learning, yes. which was definitely a part of my homeschool. Mm -hmm. um, while we were homeschooling our children, um, to be able to set a goal mm -hmm. and work through the steps and come to the end of that with something, something to show for it. Right. I feel it's a very important life skill. Um, yes. Sometimes that's we, what you do when you're in work. You have to produce something. <laughs> exactly. And I think sometimes we just give up too quickly. Mm -hmm. um, also, being a homeschool family that lived overseas, mm -hmm. um, particularly before homeschooling became more mainstream, we yeah. had distant family members, extended family mm -hmm. members that... Um, we're like, what are you guys doing? What is, you know, what is this? I mean, and how I was thinking about this when I was pre preparing this morning, how many, uh, we did a reason for writing, how hmm. many um, Bible verses with the coloring picture did we like send in the mail? I know my mom hmm. didn't keep all of those, oh. um, you know, so to create a digital project is something that mm. you don't have to clog up your refrigerator with. You don't right. have to send it in the mail. And it's something that you can show mm -hmm. um, maybe your extended family members who are on uh, not on board with your homeschooling. It can kind of show uh, mm. them, you know, this is what we do. Right. You could use it as a kind of like a, 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 a diary, a digital journal. Mm, you can mm -hmm. uh, demonstrate if, if you wanted to uh, demonstrate, this is what we've done all school year. You could use one uh, digital pro uh, product mm -hmm. uh, to showcase all of your students, all of your children, oh, or you could yeah. do one for uh -huh. each. Mm. Um, and it's something that 
they can always look back on and see how far that they've come. Mm -hmm. I've got, uh, for, for my children, I've got these boxes, Mm -hmm. um, that have, uh, uh, essays that were written in the sixth grade. And now that they're college Mm -hmm. graduates, they come home and they flip through the box and they're like, Oh, you know, Uh, look at the person that I used to be uh in a digital format. That's something that they can always go back to. Right. Yes. They can always have access to it, the shared folder versus, you know, the box in your house. (laughs) (laughs) It is nice to have them come home though and and do that. Yes. It's crazy when they come home, but it's Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. So that gives us, yeah, some other ideas of why we would, you know, want to, to maybe consider something like this. I, I love that you talk about, you know, that those you know, grandparents that maybe aren't all on board or those family members that think you're a little crazy, um, you know, just that that these are things that my children are doing. It often seems like when we start to do that, even if we have a child that struggles um, and people can see what they're producing, it isn't like, yeah, we got 100% on a test. Um, no, this was the product. It You just can't almost help yourself to come behind that what's going on to create that Um, because you see the product of it and you see the accomplishment that that child has made and and usually their enthusiasm if they're you know the one that that is you know talking about it or sharing something about it too when when it's shared Um, and so so yeah i can see why um this would be so important and also self-confidence i mean just to know i started something and i finished it um and this was the product of my learning um and and really in traditional learning methods we don't get a lot of that and and so i think for homeschool teens too it would probably be a good idea probably almost like a a resume or a CV mm, to mm-hmm. be able to refer. Um, yeah. Uh, so particularly if you're doing project-based learning in a field that you, uh, that you are interested in. Mm, um, my mm-hmm. son took a class. They used to have these, um, these little uh, classes for teens that were like introductory. You could learn oh, introductory yeah. mm-hmm. guitar or archery. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the classes that he took was how to create, uh, filmmaking from your iPhone and he had just uh, gotten an iPhone. Uh-huh. and um, that actually became a passion for him hmm. he ended up going to college and majoring in film and digital media it oh, started cool. with that little class where mm-hmm. he, he actually created a project for us we hmm. um, love to vacation in Disney World uh-huh we knew he was running around taking all these photos of us, but we, right. <laughs> we just thought, okay, Trey, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came home and he put it to, he found um, editing software online, mm-hmm. like all the free stuff. He set it to music. He did, uh... he actually lined up the fireworks of Disney World with, with music. Oh, that's um, cool. You know, he was supposed to be doing, you know, physics homework, but okay. <laughs> uh, but he presented it to us in, like, he he changed the light bulbs in, like, like in a very theatrical mm. uh, style. And I was, we were just so impressed. Yeah. Uh, and, but it was something that, that learning how to use technology mm-hmm. got him started. And 
that's he's a lieutenant in the Air Force today. He is a <laughs> um, a um, public affairs officer, so he deals sure. with all of that vi uh, visual technology today. Right. He got started yeah. in his early teens. Yeah. Mm. Just well, with an iPhone. Yeah. Kudos for you, Mom, for letting him have freedom on vacation to do some crazy things. I know we sent our kids once on a cruise ship with a video camera and said, go make a video. And, you know, but, um, but it's, it's those, those types of opportunities that we have the freedom to provide in a home education environment. If we allow our children that freedom um, in there to, to just explore and, and to figure out, um, what they're good at. Iconics Learning is joining us. And they said, love that your son took a family vacation and created a project out of it. What a terrific memory. And what a homeschooling thing to do. I mean, go on vacation and you're still learning. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We ends. teach our children to learn and they just learn everywhere. So yes, um, that is, that is, is such a quintessential um, homeschooling thing to do. <laughs> it also served as his, um, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't on fully on board with his degree <laughs> choice, but it kind of served as like a resume for us. Like, look, mm. this is what I can do. Um, and, yeah. Uh, it actually even opened up some side hustles. He has mm. produced music videos. He did the filming for our niece's wedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Mm hmm. All that great experience. And yes, and, and I'm sure showcasing it to your family. That's what made your niece say, Oh, this is a good choice for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so yes, you may even get some side hustles from your family sharing just your, your children's work. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows where it's going to go? <laughs> right. Uh, so why is technology, you know, I guess it's probably just a, a very simple question to ask, but a perfect way to showcase homeschool learning? Because I think, in, you know, from our generation of, you know, showcasing homeschool learning, we do, we have that file box. Um, yes. I had to, to part with a lot of them when I moved from Minnesota to Texas because there just wasn't much room um, for that move. Um, so... So in general, what are the positives that we, we can benefit from moving to technology? Because I think some of us older homeschoolers are probably going to have to be more convinced. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I mean, what you just mentioned, that file. Uh, mm. I was actually cleaning out a closet a couple of weeks ago. And I've got, uh, I'm like, what is in here? All yeah. of these files. I have a thing. I will get rid of my children's math. And science, <laughs> but I will not get rid of their writing because I feel like oh. their writing really showcases where who they were at that time. Mm, and so mm -hmm. I've got um, four children and four uh, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Eight, you know, all of these. Yes, that, that's just one whole closet right there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so moving it to digital is definitely something uh, that saves space um, mm. and just uh, uh, the ability to um, get our children on board. You know, these are digital natives. Yes, you know, they, that's so true. Yeah, mm -hmm. they know what they're doing. I yeah. feel like we just kind of need to open the door for them mm -hmm. uh, to monitor them safely and then just step out yeah. of the way and let them create. 
So. Right. Yeah. I didn't even think about, you know, this is something we can hand off to our children. Um, we don't even have to, you know, we can have oversight of it, but, but yes. Um, and so, yeah, that, that maybe takes a weight off of some people going, oh yeah, I can just get my kids to do their own, you know, uh, <laughs> compilations and, and all these things. And, and I just can share it. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, it, it was, I definitely at least twice uh, contacted my son after he left home for college about <laughs> just turning on the television. So, ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so these are, these are, are things that, they know how to do. And mm -hmm. I feel like if they are given the opportunity to be creative at these things, that, that they will take the ball and run with it. And, and mm -hmm. for us, it will be, it's something, um, you know, I, I had to, during the pandemic, I was dealing with like, you know, oh, empty nest and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, uh, someone coined the, the phrase hens, homeschool empty nest which uh, I feel like is uh -huh. a different challenge because mm -hmm. like I was with them all the time. So right. having that opportunity to just digitally go back and look at some of their things, even mm. for me is, is um, important. Um, I mean, yeah, there's so yeah. many different possibilities. You can highlight their, their academic subjects, but you mm. can also highlight their, uh, extracurricular scouting yes. events and mm -hmm. uh, you know the uh, ac academic competition competitions mm -hmm. all kinds of things that you can do you can do like one full school year uh, at the end of the year and mm. presented mm -hmm. um, uh, homeschool graduations would be a great opportunity to yeah. Uh, yeah. Share the things that they have done through a digital format Right. Yeah. Yeah. It moves so much. Our, our kids are more than just the academics that they're, they're learning. And, and in homeschool settings, you know, it seems like more so because we're, we're going on field trips, we're, you know, doing activities and all those things. They, they take up way more time than the, the book work does. Um, and so, yes, showcasing that I'm, I am super awful about taking videos, but I think if I would have, you know, assigned it to a child, like we went to Rome for 10 days and I gave the digital camera to my daughter because I knew she liked to take pictures. She got more pictures than, you know, I probably have ever had on any other vacation <laughs> just because I gave her the camera. <laughs> right, right. And think about when you mentioned like uh, field trips, you know, we definitely went mm. on some of those nature field trips. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can only come home with so many rocks that you have no idea what why they picked up that rock, um, right. being able to take a photo of it and putting mm. a comment on it mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, remind you of what was significant about that. Then, you, right. you know, you can get rid of the rocks. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they can go out into the backyard yes. <laughs> instead of being in your house on a shelf and you're going again, why did we pick that thing yes. up and why did we bring it up? It's like the shells from the, the beach is, is our problem. We right. go to the Texas beach and we bring home all these shells and it's like, why did this make it home with us? Right. <laughs> Maybe we're going to make some jewelry with it. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> now it's just got sand in the bottom of my pockets and all exactly. yeah, in my car. <laughs> Yeah, very, very good points. Um, so so let's dive into a little bit of tech and talk about some tech tools that um, that you have found helpful and that parents can explore um, or share with their children and teach them how to use them. Yeah, yeah. 
Let them do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Prezi. P-R-E-Z-I. Oh, okay. Absolutely love Prezi. Uh, I call Prezi PowerPoint on steroids uh, hmm. because it looks way more complicated than it actually is. Really? Um, it hmm. has a lot of, of um, like kind of subtopic features. And what hmm. it does is it like it, it zooms in. Um, oh, I've seen and, one and, of those. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I was first exposed to it uh, when I, so I did not have a college degree while I was homeschooling. <laughs> I, when my youngest daughter was ready to take her dual enrollment classes at the community college, mm-hmm. I enrolled with her. Uh, oh, so I have been great going idea. to school for the past uh-huh. six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of my classes, um, we had to do a presentation and one of the young men in our classes uh did that and I was floored. Mm. I was just absolutely floored. I found out later that he um, he had gotten so proficient at Prezi that Google had hired him to hmm. create their presentations um, because, like I said, it looks way more complicated than it actually is. Huh. And so I was able to use it with um, my students last year uh, for like at the end of the semester, um, mm-hmm. their project they um team building working mm-hmm. together as a oh, team yeah. uh one of my classes last year did a project on the Mayan calendar and mm. one of my students um well it was uh they were twins uh boy and girl twins and the the male twin it was very artistic and mm. so we had put together something like in class together but over the weekend he must have been thinking about it and mm. so when I got ready to sign into it uh, that morning, I was floored because they had worked together to change it. You know, Prezi comes with these templates. Okay. And so we, we had been going with the template. He mm-hmm. completely changed it. He wow. had, you know, so we're talking about the Mayan calendar. He had changed it to where uh, it was like the phases of a moon over a, an, uh, a Mayan ziggurat. I mean, it was just, Mm. but I was so pleased because he used everything that we had discussed Mm -hmm. in our history class. He put that into the presentation. And so I was just really impressed. I also had some students with um, special needs last Mm -hmm. year. I had a student who was nonverbal and Hmm. uh, being able to work with him, um, you know, just through texting, um, he yeah. would just like type in the chat box, mm-hmm. um, helping him to put together a presentation. Another student of mine uh, had special needs and we were able to, uh, and that's, that's been a blast. Um, mm. My students are all over the country. So yeah. we're not all located in one. So being able to work on a team project where mm-hmm. one student is in, I actually had a student in South Africa last year. Uh, So uh, one was in South Africa, one was in Pennsylvania, one was here in Texas, and uh, actually two in Texas. Being able to work in teams with students from other countries, Mm. um, that's the whole, that's part of my uh, uh, pedagogy of Mm. Warp and Weft is to bring in different cultures to learn about uh, different yeah. things. And so he, I was so, I was so impressed. I mm. cannot take credit 
for <laughs> teaching him that. I, well, I taught him the history. Right. But to be able to piece that together in mm. this presentation that was just amazing. Just amazing. And what a way to showcase, yes, I know what I learned and I can integrate it into who I am. Yes. Um, and isn't that what we really want out of our kids? We don't just want them to, to pull in the bits and to spit them out, but we really want them to learn how to integrate that into who they are and what they're good at. And, and those types of projects do push kids. I'm sure he was probably struggling, you know, just thinking about, I don't like what this presentation looks yes. like and where that's struggle led to yeah. um and and so much good comes out of those struggles and and to give them that opportunity that's that's just yeah, beautiful i will never forget the look on his face just like oh. watching them like because they all knew and i uh -huh. didn't know and i oh. up and like they were like do you like it do you like it uh it, oh. was, it was just amazing, amazing. yeah yeah, and I want to bring the point too. I mean, you're you're talking about people working, you know, in this global economy at a high school level, and what good work skills those are in the, today's world where we do we work with people. I just had a meeting yesterday with somebody in the UK. Um, we, that that's the norm now, and and for our students to to get used to those, you know. What, what time zone are you in and how can we work this out? And yeah. yes, and, and even our cultural differences, you know, there are different words we use for the same thing. And, um, and even if we speak all English, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so those are, that's great. And, and so many digital solutions. So, so Prezi's one, I definitely need to check that out. Is it, um, is it an online tool or is it something you download onto your machine? How does that work? And then there's their free, um, there's, there's options a free version and... of it. Yes, it is mm -hmm. online. Um, there's a free version of it. I have mostly worked with the Prezi present, um, okay. but they do have, a video option. They have a, a design option, you know, kind of like we use, I use Canva um, mm -hmm. when I'm going to like make an Instagram post, you can use Prezi right. for the same thing. Oh, so they okay. can either recreate like one static display mm -hmm. or they could create one of those videos where you've got, I haven't gotten to that yet, um, mm -hmm. where you've got the words going, you know? Oh yeah. Um, uh -huh. um, so that's definitely one. Wix would be another. Um hmm being able to uh, create a website yes. uh, that demonstrates mm -hmm. you could have like a family homeschool website and mm -hmm. each student mm -hmm. has their own page. Oh, um, that's, that's a great idea. So, yes. You know, Wix is, is, is free or at least low cost mm -hmm. um, to use. And you're not having to worry about um, like the, the managing the server and things like that. You can easily change it, you know. Right. Yeah. Security. That's one of the greatest hassles of having a website. <laughs> right. 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 So, so yes, there are services like that where they take care of all the, the, the behind the scenes stuff and you just get to work on the content where, and that that's a, a very nice mix when you don't want to dive heavy into all the coding and, and things like that. Um, yes. maintenance. <laughs> that's definitely not me. <laughs> definitely not me. Uh, you know, ha anything that has their own template, I'm good with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I always tell people when they start to introduce me to tech things. I have a degree in physics, and I I always say I know enough to be scary, and I can probably ruin everything behind here. 
<laughs> so, so limit me, please, and tell me yeah. what I can and can't do. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Oh, uh, so, and I have so. definitely learned from my students um, when we're all online and we're all uh, we're all working on the project at one time because we can like um, I oh, will assign yeah. like a a unique uh, homeschool um, a unique uh, email account mm, mm-hmm. uh for that particular class and that is also oh, that's a great safety. idea mm-hmm. um so yeah. like at the end of that year i can delete that and mm-hmm. but the presentations are still uh, available for cool. free uh-huh. um i also uh have like a link on my website where you can go to mm. uh, some of my students presentations you could find uh the one on the mayan calendar oh uh, cool there. so mm-hmm. um but that's definitely uh for me a safety uh, issue uh, them rather than them um, logging in from separate email accounts. Right. And I yep. will know mm-hmm. what exactly, you know, uh, people get a hold of those things and send advertisements and, and things like that. Right. I will know this mm-hmm. is your only mm-hmm. way that they are logging in. So. Right. That That's a, a really good, I mean, even if, as a homeschool mom, you know, just making those temporary emails for, for those types of things would be wise. I never even thought about, about something like that. So we've got Prezi and Wix. Is there anything else that you use? Um, uh, uh, I mentioned Canva. Canva is yes. definitely, mm-hmm. um, but um, uh, Prezi is my primary. And of course, you know, Google Slides because I use Google Classroom. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and my students have done amazing things. And in, in matter, as a matter of fact, that is our uh, always at the beginning of every school year. That's our first assignment is to create a Google Slide presentation of who hmm. you are so we hmm. can get to know you. And then that we that way we can get to know which students in the class have cats which have oh, dogs, yes. horses, and find <laughs> those common ground so that oh, we can yeah. begin to bond mm-hmm. together. I, and I make one for myself too. So my mm-hmm. students know um, things like uh, what I had said that I was going to do this year. Uh, one of the things that I asked them uh, to do is to list some of their favorite books um, mm. so that I could read some, because, you know, I'm, as I said, I'm old school homeschool. And so if it, if it's not, if it wasn't in the sunlight catalog, I probably haven't read it. (laughs) I need to know what they're reading now. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. To stay, stay current yourself. And yeah. 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 So do you read a lot of graphic novels now? (laughs) Well, I mean, one of my students recently uh, recommended a book that a bit racy for me to be perfectly mm. honest I don't only teach Christian homeschoolers so mm. I'm not, some not of not all of my students are come from a conservative background mm. um and I for me that's in, important because I'm their teacher so that yeah. I can uh I'm not um I'm not proselytizing but I mm-hmm. am demonstrating to mm-hmm. them um you know uh, one of the things that we were talking about earlier um, was the the emotional, um, the spiritual and emotional uh, 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 difficulties that we've been through over the past mm, two years. Yeah, and so yeah. some of my students, some of the students that I have had have been very emotionally withdrawn. Like it's, mm. it's been a very difficult couple of years. Yeah. And I use history to teach them that... Um, tough times don't mm. last always. 
Yeah. Um, that this That's civilization so went through difficulty and they came through and you can mm-hmm. make it through too. And so that is my, that's my take um, yeah. on, on uh, helping them, uh, particularly like these young people who have just mm-hmm. been through so much over the past couple of years, helping right. them to navigate through um, these difficult times. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because unfortunately, you know, the, the, the digital technical type stuff is, is so quick. Yeah. And and then you're talking about history, which is so long and drawn out. And um, they, they're they're really good to put side by side with each other, as you just did, yeah. um, because because our kids have been raised in that quick fix, you know, that instant tech, you know, everything right mm-hmm. now. Where so long term and thinking about that is is just almost impossible. Right. Um, and and so to put them in scenarios where other people have lived and and really talking about that and and how their their worldview is is so different than the world has ever been. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, but but helping them to find connections. Mm. Um we have discussed things like um uh how one culture moved in and and became the dominant culture well what happened to the people that were there before and Mm. um we can see you know some kind similar parallels um when we're talking about um a culture that is uh uses the media to become more Mm. dominant well how do you get around that how do you navigate around that without Mm -hmm. actually even mentioning specific things they are Mm. making these connections they're coming up and you know i'm asking them where do you see do you see this kind of of activity um Mm. you know in your life and i'm also very cultural historian and Mm. so you know we want to find out like what the mesopotamians ate for dinner um you know that sort of thing so you know (laughs) Uh being able to find out that certain spices uh, came when one group of people invaded another country. They brought these spices. Yes. So yeah. we're able to see how all of society changes just mm. from our multicultural connections. Yes. So. Yeah. And to value their differences. I, I think we don't do that enough in, right. in society. We, we always say, well, this is you and this is me and therefore we're different and we can't get along. But, but we have what... so many more commonalities than we Yes. Do. Yes. And so I so love that presentation that you have your kids do, you know, just introduce themselves to, um, because it is, it is good to know that, you know, we have these things in common and yet we diff, you know, we have very different lives, different, maybe you live in different places, but that doesn't mean that there isn't some point that you can come together and have that, that, that mutual understanding to start out with. Cause we, we kind of look at somebody and say, well, they, they just aren't like me. So therefore we're just aren't going to get along. And to teach our kids that lesson when they're young, um, will just open doors in their future yeah. that, um, that unfortunately a lot of their peers will close, um, because they've been taught if they aren't just like you, then they're, you're just, you know, you're not going to be able to have any conversation. So we, um, we yeah. talk a lot about recognizing, um, within ourselves when we begin to think of another group of people or other people as the other Um, and Mm -hmm. where those walls begin to come up. And then that way they can, they can recognize their own Mm -hmm. wall and begin to see, 
you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I want to talk about one wall that probably some parents have built up, and that's about I am not tech savvy. So how can I? And I know you've we've you said a little bit about Prezi is not that difficult, but what if they've never done anything like that before? What what advice do you have for them? YouTube. <laughs> Ah, yes. <laughs> Anytime I don't know how to do something, YouTube has become my very best friend. And mm. and these tech companies, they know that. They recognize yes, that um, they do. many parents don't know. Well, <laughs> I mean, if they're not marketing to parents, but they recognize that many people may not be that tech savvy. So mm -hmm. you can find there are uh, YouTube influencers, uh, several different um, ones that will talk about how they use Prezi. And you can oh, okay. find like just specific ones. Like how mm. do I add a photo to mm. Prezi? How mm -hmm. do I add a timeline to Prezi? You can mm -hmm. find three to five minute YouTube videos that will show you exactly how to do it. Oh, that's uh, and great. that's how I learned everything. I had stopped. Mm -hmm. I learned to knit when I was a teenager mm. and I stopped knitting for many, many years. Um, and when I picked it back up again, YouTube. Yep. Reminded mm -hmm. me how to do things, so definitely yep. take advantage of YouTube. Yeah, my daughter just finished handmaking an authentic pirate shirt and did it by hand. Um, but yeah, she followed YouTube videos and <laughs> yeah. so she could do that. Um, yeah, my husband does more scary things like how do you change the brakes on your car? And I was like, and you're going to drive that after you <laughs> do that. <laughs> yes, yeah, some things, you know, you want to trust but verify. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's, it's a little easier for some some easy tech that you're just playing around with. So yeah. um, and, uh, but absolutely yeah. uh, let your teens play with it. You know, mm. struggle is good for mm -hmm. learning. And yes. so when you have that, you know, we had some frustrating moments last mm -hmm. year trying to figure out how do I get rid of this thing that's just sticking, you know, oh. <laughs> how do I, you know, or where did I, you know, where did I go wrong? How right. do I go back? That yeah. struggle is, is a part of learning. It um, is. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, was teaching a friend in it and she's been unraveling like everything like mm -hmm. she'll start and stop but that's how you learn you it learn is. once you right. learn how to correct a mistake mm -hmm. then you can go forward yes and we we need that perseverance too that you know we press through those things that are difficult because it's it it's so easy to do things that are so easy and then think, well, I just, you know, I don't have to struggle when I learn, but, but I love that you say that. Yes. The struggle is part of the learning process and we need that. And um, yeah, that's awesome. But the yeah. finished product is worth all of the struggle. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you've shared some great examples with us today, just about um, some of the things that, that your students have done and your, your children too um, with theirs. Do you have any other stories to share before we wrap up? Um, uh, I, I also, I, I love uh, digital games and we play mm -hmm. um, uh, jeopardylabs.com. We play, I can create Jeopardy uh, oh. questions for my students. They absolutely love that. Um, and I tried to do that, um, well, at least last year in, in particular, I tried to do it like at the end of a unit. It mm -hmm. was a, a great, I don't do testing. Um, that is the way that I assess how mm -hmm. they learn, either mm -hmm. through games or through digital presentations. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know so many of our kids have such test anxiety and, wow. and so to, to make it in a game format or to put it into a project that they can spend more time. A lot of them just have really long processing speeds mm-hmm. and, and to give them that extra time, you know, just like you said about the one student that was artistic that added to that, that presentation. Yeah. Um, it took him a while cause you said you had already finished the presentation. Then he went back in and changed it. Yeah. And, um, and if you would have just used the normal testing environment, that of course that artistic um, part would have not come out, but also Absolutely. it wouldn't have pressed him right. to, um, to, to do an even better job than yes. he probably ever imagined that he could. I think too that the digital products, I have some students that if I ask them to write something, they're going to use as few, particularly some of the boys, Uh as few words as they possibly can. They are Mm -hmm. not going to spell check it. They're not going to use capital letters uh, (laughs) when they should. But but some of these same students that if you put it in a digital format like Prezi, Mm -hmm. and they know that others are going to be looking at it, they will far exceed because they, they, there's an, a, an, a, um, degree of perfectionism that, mm. that comes in. Um, some of my students, like, uh, they didn't, they weren't done by the due date. And even though we were already like on our, our Christmas break, they were like, can we still work on this until we're done? Wow. Who wants to continue working on <laughs> right. a project after you don't have to anymore? Right. Um, mm. And so that, it, it, particularly for my male students, I, I think that that's very important. Yes. Well, that just, it just shows that what added benefit that has for our students when you pull that technology in. And it's a lot of what we talked about last week too, this motivation that they, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head, Michelle, is that the the environment that they're putting that content into is very professional. And so they want to meet that level in their presentation and say, yes, I can do the best with this. And how can I showcase what I really know in this environment? Right. And, um, and it makes them go above and beyond. So, and, that's, and, and yeah. even though I'm teaching history, they are learning other things. They're learning, uh, uh, color, uh, coordination. They're mm. learning, um, we, we taught with particularly in the spring, we talk about advertisement and especially mm. like in the 1950s, they're learning how to, um, uh, what types of elements go into, uh, advertising mm. and all of those things, all of those skills come yeah. to play. It's not at the end of the day, my students are not just learning history. They are learning all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what history really is. I mean, we've segmented it into this, you know, subject. Um, But but truly history is about living. And it's about just uh, what how people have lived and and how do we integrate those lessons learned from the past into how we're living today. And I think when you, you teach students to grasp that versus, Oh yeah, that was just those people that lived a long time ago. And, you know, and now we're doing our own thing. Um, (laughs) And really we aren't. So um, the more you do that, um, the more beneficial it is to them in their lives. Oh, you know, one other thing uh, uh, you could do this in connection with Blix, uh, uh, Wix is a blog. A family blog. Yes. Uh-huh. That's another way. And you can actually like 
embed your if you want to do a Prezi and a blog, mm-hmm. you can embed Prezi into the blog. Oh, which is yeah, fun. yeah, that's that's great. Yes, there's there's so many things and and another skill to learn. And how do you embed something into, right? YouTube. Into, <laughs> yes, okay. go back to YouTube. <laughs> Uh, well, we had a viewer that um, Julie says, what a fun site. I'm going to look into Jeopardy Labs to kind of change things up. So she yes. does some, some classes too. So, so that, fun. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Well, Michelle, you've shared so much great information. I hope parents just really get on board with how exciting this is and really how much um, we didn't even start the conversation and talking about just how much extra motivation you can have through these types of tools in showcasing your students' work, but um, it really elevating their their work to a level that they want to share um, with others. And, and, and I, I think, too, a lot of us don't think about this, but off in the future, a lot of colleges are now asking for portfolios for students instead of just those those grades, the ACT, SAT, they want to see what your student has done. Um, and so this is an easy way to integrate those types of things into your normal workflow. Um, so you do have some of those things available for them to be able to share in that level as well. So yeah, Absolutely. so many great ideas. So can you talk to us a little bit about Warp and Weft and how our viewers can connect with with you on your your website and through your classes absolutely um and we accept uh students all year long so if mm, you if okay. you can get in in the very beginning you're fine um <laughs> but uh we offer different uh four different uh levels of world history because mm. i think it's ludicrous to try to think to teach world history in what the history of the world in one year. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Sound bites. <laughs> right. So I, uh, being able to uh, uh, do it in four different parts, we're using mm. uh, Susan Weiss Bauer uh, history, of the ancient world history, the medieval mm. world history of the Renaissance world for his uh, world history one, two, and three mm-hmm. for world history four, we're utilizing the AP history textbook, um, which is it, it, it goes a little, reads a little differently. I think I, mm. I, I prefer um, uh, Susan Bauer's uh, method, mm. uh, but we're still enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, being able to teach online, gives me the opportunity to showcase uh, digital things. Mm. We do a lot of, of uh, reliance on primary sources. And so mm. we're able to locate through uh, the Library of Congress or um, other countries' national archives. We're able yeah. to find photos and mm. uh, original writing, um, being able to help my students see that, you know, we started the out the year asking what, how does a historian know what they know? Yeah, um, that's a great it, question to start it, with. Uh-huh. Uh, it's through, uh, yes, we read secondary sources. Yes, we read what other people have said about history, but mm-hmm. you can go to the source yourself and create your own historical theories. Yes. Uh, what do you think about this? Yesterday we were looking at, uh, Visigothic um, jewelry making, you know, mm-hmm. get into all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> um, and as I said, uh, and so every week I'm looking for um, ways to 
make history relatable to them. Mm-hmm. That history is not something that I, I tell my students at the end of every school year, go out and make history. Yes. You are a historian. I mm-hmm. call them that. I call them my historians. Um, mm-hmm. How are you making, every week I ask them, how, how have you made history this week? Mm-hmm. So that they don't think of history as just some big event that happened remotely in the past, but the right. fact that they are making history mm-hmm. every single day. Absolutely. Um, and so mm-hmm. uh, we also have uh, for African-American history, uh, mm. two levels of, of U.S. history. Uh, in the spring, we're going to be offering uh, some uh, self-paced. I, I have struggled with offering self-paced because, mm. as I said, I love getting, to, I want to get to know my students. Yeah. I love uh, hearing mm-hmm. about their days, hearing about their weeks. I have students that are, film producers, musicians, Mm. uh, one who is aspiring professional tennis player. Um, Mm. Just, you know, I want to know what they're doing. So self-paced, I'll probably offer them, but I really want to get to know your students. I really want to be able to talk with them and and dialogue with them. Mm -hmm. um, As a matter of fact, one of my students, I had them for, I think, two or three years, and they are now, they decided to uh, finish their high school journey in public school. Uh, but mm. I'm still hearing from them. I'm still, Aww. you know, uh, and, and <laughs> I love that. I love that yeah. connection. So making history, um, making history, not a subject, mm-hmm. not just another subject, but as a part of life is really important. Yeah. yeah. And you're making history, you're making an impact in their lives. And I'd, I, yes, it's, it's been so thrilling to hear about, you know, just what you're doing in your, um, in your work, because um, you're, you're changing lives of these, of these students, and um, they are the the next generation of, of uh, history makers, as you said. And so, yeah, so if you're listening on the podcast, um, it's warpandwefthistory.com that you can check out is uh, Nichelle's website to learn more about her classes and, and all that she is doing. So it's very exciting. And I, I'm pretty certain you, you've probably started a fire under some parents now and to, to get this added um, to to their um, their homeschooling in, in some which way or form, you know, depending on the ages of their kids. Um, um, but but yes, thank you so much for for sharing and especially from a place that you never thought you would share from. <laughs> yeah, it, it would the furthest thing from my mind, and especially when I think about like the anxiety that I had going into mm, that class mm-hmm. um, and, and coming out, I mean, she spoke like her introductory video was so technical that I was like, I don't, it, it sounded like a foreign language to me, wow. a completely foreign language. And mm. so, uh, and I'm sure to a lot of parents, anything technical probably sounds like a foreign language, yes. uh, but that you can yeah. break things down into smaller elements. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. I always tell people while I was homeschooling our kids, <laughs> I was being homeschooled. So. Yes. Yes. And that's a very good point. Cause I think a lot of people look at people who've homeschooled for a long time like us and they're like, well, I can never be like you. You don't know what we looked like. <laughs> when exactly. we first got started. <laughs> it was, it was probably worse than where you're at. Right. <laughs> At least in my case, it was. Imagine (laughs) what it was like when we started coming online, when we had to learn Google. And and I remember when we were in Okinawa, it was uh, 
they were homeschool forums. Oh, and yes. Like, yes. I was on a forum. To... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's still some of those still exist, but um, very, they aren't used very much. But yes, the that was it. You know, email and that. Right. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks so much, Nichelle. And you kind of led a, a great segue into our topic for next week because you talked a little bit about, um, you know, using it for projects and showcasing. Well, we're going to talk about virtual reality next week. And my guest brought her full headset to the Homeschool Trade Association conference last week when I was in St. Louis and had all of these curriculum providers trying out what virtual reality is like and to use it in their teaching. Um, And she can bring, you know, they've created basically, you can bring your students into places of history and they can experience it. It is really cool. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) you'll want to join me here watch next week. Um, but but that's what we're going to dive into too. And as we're realizing that there are more families that have this technology, um, at least the headsets, kids are playing games on them, but you can make them educational too. And, and give your kids some experiences that maybe if you can't get out into places or their places from long ago that need to be recreated. So um, so it's the wave of the future. And that's something we're going to be talking about next week here on Empowering Homeschool Conversations. And so you'll definitely want to join us for that discussion. Um, so, so yeah, Nichelle, keep up the good work. You are, you're doing amazing. And um, I can't wait to, to hear and see where... Um, where all of your efforts are are headed, especially as you're you're diving into more learning yourself, um, I know that there's great things ahead for you and your students. So thank um, you. I can't wait to listen yeah. to that next episode yeah. uh, because recreating a historical uh, place like ancient Rome or ancient Egypt, man, that would be fun. Yeah, she had people walking through a slave ship. And it was so emotional for some of yeah. them, they had to take it off. Yeah. Um, but but that's what history should do. It, yes. it should impact us and uh, make us realize that um, people lived like this. And these were, you know, places that we can't be. And um, so, so yes, it, um, it, it being able be to let great. history touch your emotions yes. makes it so much more real. Exactly. Absolutely. So, so thank you all for joining us as well um, on this regular broadcast, Empowering Homeschool Conversations. Um, thank you for joining us. A um, few comments here and there, um, but um, we, we love that. I know a lot of you watch this and you are eating lunch with your kids. <laughs> so um, that's, that's great. Um, and um, we just, we're glad you're part of our community and um I want you just all to have an amazing week and um, we'll see you again here next week. Um, same time, same place um, to, to join us for our conversation then. So God bless everybody and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.